the coin in the fish's mouth. What can this miracle teach us about how the Lord does his work? By Elder S. Mark Palmer of the Seventy. Every so often, we read an account in the New Testament that stands apart from the other parables and miracles. Such is the case with the miracle of the temple tax in the fish's mouth. The miracle receives little attention or commentary and is easily overlooked, as it is only four verses long. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom and tribute? Of their own children, or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea, and cast in hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take, and give unto them for me and thee. The Miracle Why did Matthew alone include this miracle in his record of the Lord's ministry? Was it because Matthew, having been a tax collector, felt a particularly personal connection to the situation? Was it because Matthew came from Capernaum, where this took place? Or was it to show another example of the miraculous power of Jesus Christ to command not only the elements, but also even the fish in the sea? While pondering these verses, we learn much from the way the Savior responded to his apostle Peter. Most of the miracles performed by Jesus Christ were divine acts used to bless others. This miracle, however, seems intended as a teaching opportunity to help prepare Peter and the other apostles for future leadership in the kingdom. By word and action, Jesus taught his identity as the Son of God, his power to discern what Peter had just told the tribute collectors, his staggering omniscience in knowing exactly where a particular fish would be, and his desire to never needlessly give offense or become a stumbling block to those of weak faith. A Latter-day Apostle eloquently describes this miracle as enabling Jesus to reaffirm his divine sonship to Peter in a miraculous way. He is about to perform an unusual and unique miracle, one like none other ever wrought by his hands. He will pay a tax he does not owe, with money he has not earned, to appease those whom he prefers not to offend. Some historical context. The annual temple tax or tribute amounted to two drachmas, or half a shekel, and was expected of every adult male in Israel, although priests and rabbis commonly considered themselves exempt. The purpose of this tribute money was to support temple maintenance and activities. It was an ecclesiastical assessment, not a government requirement. This tax was originally called atonement money in the time of Moses. If there was ever anyone exempt from this tax, it was the Messiah. He who would atone for the sins of all humankind. Yet despite Peter's hasty commitment to the tribute collectors, rather than rebuke Peter, the Lord taught him valuable lessons. As was often the case, Jesus taught by first asking thought-provoking questions. These questions made clear to Peter that the Lord was not subject to such a tax because he is the Son of God, and the temple is his father's, and the son's house. But then, with perfect meekness, he backed up the commitment made by his apostle and helped him understand that this was not a time to needlessly give offense. Although it would have been so easy to obtain the necessary half-shekel in an ordinary way, he used this occasion to strengthen his apostle's faith by demonstrating to Peter his miraculous power to command even a fish in the sea. Lessons learned. 
Consider these lessons learned by Peter and the apostles and how they apply to us. 1. Peter learned that Jesus Christ discerned his very thoughts. Before Peter spoke, Jesus already knew what Peter had said to those who had come to collect tribute. Later, Peter used that same gift of discernment when Ananias and Sapphira lied about their offerings. 2. Jesus taught that no matter the material or financial demands, the Lord will provide a way for his work to go forward, whether by means miraculous or mundane. A modern example of the coin in the fish happened while Brigham Young and Heber C. Kimball traveled by stagecoach through Indiana and Ohio on their way to missions in England. They began their journey with $13.50 and did not expect to be able to travel far with the stagecoach. But at every stopping place, when Brigham Young went to his trunk, he miraculously found the money needed to pay their fare to the next stopping place. On arrival, they had paid out over $87. As recorded in a First Presidency Journal of 1860, Brigham Young had gone to his trunk, and to his great surprise, he had found some money there. And to this day, he did not know how it came there, except by some unseen agent from the heavenly world to forward the promulgation of the gospel. 3. When needed, the Lord will perform miracles to bring about promises made by the leaders of his church. In 1967, President Spencer W. Kimball promised that as church members did their part, the Iron Curtain in Europe and the Bamboo Curtain in Asia would fall to allow missionary work to flourish throughout the world. At the time, this eventuality seemed far distant, unthinkable, and even far-fetched. Yet within two decades, these walls did come tumbling down in unexpected, even miraculous ways. 4. Although, as disciples of Christ, we may know we are right, there are times when insisting or demanding that others recognize our correctness would simply cause unneeded offense, and even worse, it could become a stumbling block in someone else's spiritual progression. A wonderful example of this meekness and unwillingness to become a stumbling block is found in this experience of President James E. Faust, a former counselor in the First Presidency. His son Marcus talked about going with him to, Washing to the Washington, D.C. Temple to participate in a temple endowment session. When President Faust presented his recommend for admission, a special one used by general authorities, the temple worker didn't recognize him or the recommend and denied him access. Rather than embarrassing the man by telling him who he was, Dead politely excused himself and we all left. I am grateful for Matthew's account of the coin and the fish. Peter the fisherman, so very human and impulsive, is once again shown a miracle involving fishing. It gives us hope that the Lord will also help us grow, despite our mistakes. Like Peter, we will learn from the example of our master, who was patient with faults and meek despite having all power. Like the apostles of old, we may recognize the Lord as the Son of God, trusting that in His miraculous ways, He can provide us with the means to accomplish His purposes. And in our service and relationships with others, may we thoughtfully consider any words or actions that could be a stumbling block, especially to any who are weak in the faith. Narrated by Ryder Harrison